Do 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 Back with another one. Yeah, season two, episode four. Flying through these. S O two E O four. So how's your week been? Oh, it's been a it's been a good week. The weather's been a little crazy, not gonna lie. Highs and lows. It was raining the one day and it was negative twenty five plus wind chill the other. This weekend was really terrible. Gross. This yeah. weekend was terrible, terrible. My brother got into an accident. No oh, no. Oh yeah, I didn't tell you about this. BMW? No, the he has a Kia Sorento. Okay. He actually got into an accident on the, the Saturday when it snowed quite a bit. Yeah. And he was going on a down ramp, apparently like five kilometers an hour. Yeah. Near Yorkdale Mall. And he couldn't stop. Yep. So he just ended up hitting a salt truck. Damn. So nothing happened to the salt truck. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a all. big chunk of iron. But he, there's like a lot of damage to his Sorento. Yeah. Especially when it's that cold, everything is brittle. I don't know how, like, five kilometers. They, they were telling him that he, he might not be able to replace it. Like, he might have to, it might be, like, a payout. Right of, off? Yeah. Yep. That suck. I, well, if it gets a full value, then it's not too bad. Yeah. But, but we'll see. You never know with these insurance companies. How, but everyone was okay? Yeah, everyone's fine. Yeah, like, it okay. was a slow, like, they might be a little sore because it was, like, just a lot of adrenaline. Yeah blowing through their body and then he got like a huge headache after because i guess he was so like tensed up yeah. during that time and then when he was in the collision center he said he got like a huge migraine because he started to come down a little bit from yeah. the adrenaline so i went to go pick him up that day because the person was telling him don't use the tow truck don't use because it's going to be very expensive yeah so i ended up driving to toronto that night yeah picked him up and the collision center was packed oh geez yeah i could only imagine it was packed i couldn't believe it so i almost got into an accident well not really like it was a red it was like turning yellow and yeah. i couldn't stop so i just kept going and yeah luckily the car that was turning decided not to turn good just stayed there smart decision but everyone's good yeah that was a harrowing uh drive to work for me that day i was not oh yeah i was not happy about that <laughs> Woo. the weather's so weird like now it's fine it's just cold well we're supposed to get a dumping of snow early next week Oh, man. Monday night, we're supposed to get 15-ish plus centimeters, and then snow Tuesday, Wednesday. That's not good for me, because retail is dead when it's really bad outside. Yeah? Maybe I'll come in and just be an annoying customer. <laughs> sure. I guess it'd be, it'd, be better, it'd be better than the ones I deal with, because remember that, like, last week I was telling you about that customer? Yeah, the one you hung up on? You freaking called back. Oh, no. To complain about more stuff. About what? Like about he received his stuff or? No, no. He's, he hasn't received his stuff, but he called back because he wants to now cancel all of his installs that he got. So. Okay. He was. He's going to install it himself? Yeah. He said he was going to do Even that. Even though he couldn't uninstall? Exactly. He couldn't uninstall his fridge. <laughs> so he started complaining to me again saying just a bunch of crap about like, why do we charge this much? I'm like, sir, I don't. You're canceling. I'm not arguing with that. Yeah. Okay. It's it's hundred percent your I respect your decision. I will cancel it right now for you. But he kept going on and on, saying like, I can't believe you can charge me this. And I'm like, sir, it's not me. Yeah. It's a brick. This is not my company. And again, I am honoring that you want to cancel. Yeah. So please can we stop this? So it was a big issue and he actually I did do something bad though. What? <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Cause I cause Delivery is an issue because, like, he, we don't charge to take away appliances. Yeah. 
but he couldn't unhook his fridge last time, right? Yeah. So we couldn't take it away. Yeah. So when we're coming back to deliver something else, he says he wants now his fridge to be taken away, but he couldn't unhook last time. And I was like, sir, we can't do that. It, it has to be on the same yeah. delivery. Our delivery people are not paid to take away other stuff. Otherwise, like, they'll just take away, like, every customer will ask them to take away something. That's all. Yeah. So we couldn't do it. And then he started swearing at me again. And then threatening to, this is like the fifth time he threatened to just like come in and refund everything, saying like, you won't get your commission. And I told him, sir, please come in tomorrow then and refund. It's much better than having to deal with you. Yes. And then he said, I quote, fuck you, and hung up the phone, called back two seconds later to ask for management. Yeah. And started complaining about me to management. Yeah about what I said, and then I flat out denied it to management. Because <laughs> they know how nice I am, yeah. and they're like, we believe you, there's no way you could have said anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> I got away with it. Well done. Um, but I can't believe some people. Yeah. I just can't, so I dealt with that. But other than that, I had a good week. I had my birthday this week. Yeah. On Tuesday, so I was going to say, you're looking wiser. Big 3-2. <laughs> and you big forgot three. it was your birthday. I did forget, yeah. It's my birthday doesn't matter anymore because the We're holidays and my son's birthday. And yeah. But that's okay. I like it nice and quiet. So other than that, things are good. Good. Happy. Things good. I mean, I kind of had a breakthrough this week Ooh. in the way that I'm thinking about my career yeah. and my life in general. Is this Wu's wisdom? We're about to it is be- a little bit because everyone knows, I guess, I've publicly made it available on YouTube that I've been struggling with what my passion is in yeah. life, right? And I'm always trying to figure out what I'm going to do in life because I know it's not working in an office. I know it's not doing finance like I try to force myself to do when I was in university. Did it for the money. I did. I didn't even get paid that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just ended up getting people coffee. Which another story actually I'll tell you about. <laughs> this week... I'm taking care of my kids during the day, right? Like, I'm busy during the day. Mm-hmm. A freaking coworker of mine calls me, says, like, Woo, uh, we want coffee. This is a bastard guy that I work with. Woo, we want coffee. Wait, uh, at the brick? At the brick, yeah. He calls me. I think it's an emergency, so I pick up. Woo, um, are you busy? And I'm like, yeah, I'm taking care of my kids. He's like, okay, uh, you work today, right? And I'm like, yes. He's like, okay, before you come in, um, Ram and I, we, we want coffee. If you could get us a small French vanilla and small... Uh, medium regular and I'm like are you serious and he's like yeah right before you come in and I told him okay stop right there and I'm like I'm taking care of my kids right now I'm busy I can't be taking coffee orders yeah and I hung up on him (laughs) (laughs) and then he texted me later he had the nerve to text me and and give me the order he's like sorry I know you're busy so I'll just text you the order so I wrote him back saying like I'm busy meaning I don't have time to get you coffee yeah so when I went into work they just they didn't talk to me, really. Well, you know what you should have done? You should have gone into work with your own coffee from Tim Hortons. Yeah, I should have. Oh, that's ridiculous. It was the nerve of some people. And, like, I, like if you and I were working together, I could understand. Yeah, if, if you, you called me, me, I'd be like, sure, yeah, what yeah. do you want? But, like, just, like, some guy? Out of nowhere. Like, yeah, I don't even have a good relationship with him. Like, yeah. He just thought, act nice kind of guy at work anyways that's not the point well yeah and they probably brought up a bunch of memories of it did yes (laughs) of my corporate life which i hated yeah but anyways 
back to the real story here. So <laughs> I think I've kind of figured out what I want to do with my life. What's that, Wu? And it's from experience that I already have, actually. So I have experience so far with three properties, real estate properties. So my first experience was back in 2014. Okay. I was a big fan of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that book. Yep. And uh, what's his name? Kobay- Kobayashi? Yeah. Kobe, no. It's Kobe something. It's one Anyways. of those names. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> I should know his name. Damn. But I was a really big fan of his, right? Yeah. And I've always wanted to do like a flip or I wanted to get into real estate. And yep. A lot of people say that, like, oh, I want to get into real estate, but never actually fulfill doing it. I was lucky enough to have uh, my wife has a friend who is a realtor. Yep. And I just kind of told him, like, oh, I'd love to get into real estate. And then he actually took me seriously and gave me an opportunity to purchase a pre-construction condo. And he said, you know, I'll walk you through it. Yep. And any, the whole process, I'll, like, pretty much hold your hand, and you'll, you'll see how doable it is. Yep. So I agreed. I was like, you know what? My fears aside, put my fears aside, yep. doubts aside. And I was like, let's do it. Like, I'm not doing it by myself. I'm doing it with Esther. Yep. So we went ahead with it. Down payment was like sixty thousand over like a year and a half, which mm-hmm. was doable at the time because I was working in, yep. in finance and she was working as well. Only downside was that the building wasn't going to be done for another three years. So yeah. it's essentially you're putting down like a down payment, like it's an investment. At yeah. the end, it's, it is an investment. Sixty thousand, you're hoping that grows. So we were lucky enough to come out of that first experience very positive. Yeah. Like we were able to pay off our school debts. Yep. We were able to pay off all of our line of credit debt that we have. Mm-hmm. And overall, great experience. Yeah. So fast forward to another few years. There's another property. Since he knew that we sold that one, he kind of offered us another one. So mm-hmm. like, oh, if you're interested, there's another property that is a very good location, downtown Toronto. Would you be interested? So we did that one as well. Yeah. And that one we actually still own in downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. Took us a long time, like lots of savings, but we knew what we were getting into at least this time. Yep. And I would say overall that's an also positive experience that we're having. The only hiccup that we've had so <laughs> far is when we sold our first condo, when we had that big gain, we were able to pay off our debts, pay off all of our loans. Yep. We had this chunk of money. Right, so we saw like a new housing development going up in Burlington. Yep. And this was like the peak of the market at the time. Yeah. The peak back in like February 2016 or 17. It was uh, it was a hot market. It was a hot market, and we were like, you know, we should put this money in another house. Yeah. We like Burlington. We love Burlington actually. Want to raise a family here, so we went into this like uh, design. I don't know. What Studio? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like presentations, yeah. I guess. So sales home. We saw a model that we liked. And this decision was made really in just like two days. Like, okay, we'll, we'll pick this one. It's exactly how much. The down payment was exactly how much we had left in the bank account. <laughs> it was like $60,000, yep. which is unheard of because usually you have to pay 20% down on a house. This was only like 5%. <laughs> <laughs> so our inexperience... We didn't think about yep. closing. We didn't think about, like, when the house is actually done, we're going to have to 
pay an extra 15% and then get a mortgage from the bank and then do all that other stuff. We were just thinking, oh, down payment of $60,000, that's doable. Yep. So fast forward to now, that house is now closed, but we were in a scramble to get money to just close this house because the new mortgage rules kind of screwed us over. I didn't have a job anymore because at the time when I purchased this place, I was working. Yep. I left that job. The new stress test rules with the mortgage is making it super hard for everyone. Mm -hmm. We could not get a mortgage. Yep. So we were at risk of losing our $60,000. Yeah. For literally nothing. For literally nothing. And luckily, we've had family to help us close. And now we're kind of in a scramble now to sell this house as soon as possible in a down market. Yep. So even with all this experience that we're getting, I kind of, and all this bad times, I was kind of considering like, okay, you know, I'm done with real estate. I do very strongly remember you saying you're done with real estate. This is the last thing I'm doing. This is such a terrible experience. I'm done. No more investing in real estate. But then I sat a little while and thought about it with Esther. Yep. And we thought, you know what? Life is all about experiences, right? It's nothing but experience. This is just one experience that we're having in real estate. We can't let it define what the possibilities are in this field. Because overall, we've enjoyed doing real estate together. We've enjoyed saving money. We've enjoyed like looking at floor plans, looking at the possibilities of locations and yep. kind of predicting the future of what's going to happen. Like, yeah. oh, is there a, a go train line that's going to come up around here? Is there yep. some type of new development that might make this area favorable to buyers in the future, future generations? So we talked and we've kind of said like, you know what? Yeah, we'll just use this as an experience. Yep. And use it to our advantage because there's not many people that would get that opportunity to have that experience yeah have that bad experience good or bad it's experience so we are actually now considering ourselves lucky because now we know at least what a pre-construction home what the process is yep how fast it is how fast it is what we should be looking out for yep it's all part of the experience of maybe eventually building our little portfolio of homes in the future Mm -hmm. so we told ourselves, okay, you know what? We screwed up on this one, but let's just say by the time we're 50, let's let's try to make it a goal to have maybe 10 properties. Mm-hmm. But ones we can afford. Obviously. Ones we can afford, ones we actually think through a little bit more. Yep. And kind of mix it up a little. Maybe do like a, a house that's already built, but like in a bad condition. Maybe do a flip on that one. Mm-hmm. Like change up the kitchens. Diversify up, yeah. the portfolio. And do something different because we we have experience in pre-construction condos. We have experience now in pre-construction homes. Now yep. I think it's time to move one step up and do maybe a flip to see how we feel about that. Yep. So I'm not so stressed anymore about my career. Yeah. Because really, I can make money doing anything. Like I can make I work at the brick right now, miserable, but it brings me a paycheck, mm-hmm. and that'll eventually help me towards this goal of acquiring exactly. more and more real estate. So. I'm kind of at ease a little bit right now, You're if you will. At peace. At peace, because I'm not anymore, I think, looking for the perfect job. I'm not looking for yeah. what should I be doing in life, because I'm currently doing what I think I enjoy doing. I just haven't really realized it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think we in society look too much to define ourselves through our work. 
And like, yeah. you've got a big, you've got a family, you've got a growing family. And like, that's a big chunk of your time and priority. And so if you could just have an income that allows you to spend time with your family, that's what you're doing with your life. And slowly you're being build a toward, father. Yeah, and slowly build towards kind of these goals that I have. Yeah. Long-term goals. So I am at peace, I think. Yeah. I am. I'm, I mean, I'm still wanting to figure out kind of what will bring me maybe the most money, of course. Like, yep. I still want to figure out something. You want to be a baller. I do want to be a baller. <laughs> like Ben Baller. <laughs> the Woo Baller. I want to be a baller someday. Yeah. Right? So the same thing with this podcast. That's, you know, baby steps yep. with everything. So that's what I'm kind of going on right now. Well, it's good. It's it's a positive thing for my brain, at least, because... Even with this YouTube thing I'm doing, I'm trying to still figure out what my my channel direction should be. Yep. It could be about real estate. I don't know. I like It should be about stuff that I enjoy doing, and I've never actually really thought about documenting this part. Yeah. But there might be other people in this world that want to learn. Yeah. Because yeah. there's huge fans of, like, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich, yeah. And, and there, what is that? The HGTV station? Yeah. There's a billion different flipping shows and they're super popular oh and if super they, popular if they see kind of i'm thinking if i'm a regular guy people might want to see a regular person doing this thing yeah working at the brick yep. trying to make it work with a family yep with two kids so i think it's a positive thing for me and we'll see how it goes you'd but be the everyday star yeah not the celebrity <laughs> exactly you know how these people like instagram pages with people flossing like they have this and that and they're super good pages sorry flossing like you know flossing like you know I don't know. <laughs> you know, not like not like actually flossing your teeth, like flossing like they got a big chain, you know, or like showing nice off nice cars. Flossing. Is that is that what they say That's these a days? It's term, you know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or what do you, what else would you call it? Showing off. Just show yeah. The simple term is showing off. So I was thinking maybe I'll make like a page to just show off my regular life. <laughs> lowbrow no, floss yeah, like people yeah low, yeah pretty much like the everyday life of like a father people instagram like them like eating like these nice dishes of food or something yeah i'll just do like a bowl of oatmeal and be like this thing's got like nutrients Flossing. vitamin a c d yeah all kinds of you magnesium know, like so lots of stuff going on in my head right now but i am at peace Good. The way that I can keep my channel true to myself is, I think, this way. It's lowbrow flossing. <laughs> lowbrow flossing. Maybe you can get sponsored by, like, a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> like those ones that do, like, those chrome, yeah. like, diamond implants. Well, no, that would be highbrow flossing. Oh. You'd want to just go for, like, like, a floss brand. But, like, not even the mint. Like, just, like, neutral <laughs> just flavor. Plain, <laughs> yeah. Just plain wax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the no names. <laughs> no name. Pl- yeah, I like that. <laughs> well, I think one of the benefits, Wu, of like, one of the benefits you may not have thought of, of being at peace with where you are in life or what you are supposed to, air quote, supposed to, to be, is that um, that lack of stress is like a lack of anxiety, which will eliminate a lot of negative chemicals from your head. And speaking yeah. about chemicals in your head. Yes. Uh, vape pens. Um, <laughs> you had mentioned earlier that you had purchased another 
marijuana I, accessory. Everyone, everyone's going to think I'm a pothead. Well, like, woo, you're the one who you keeps know, buying I, all this I stuff. I purchased these, but I don't actually use them right away. Like, I have a, I have, you know how much weed I have at home. Like a room full. I haven't used it in so long. <laughs> like, I don't know how much it is, but you said it's like an ounce. I guess an ounce is a lot. Yeah. Well, for someone who doesn't smoke weed. I know. So it's still in a cabinet at home. <laughs> Just in a mason Did you have to buy a cabinet to, like, store all no, your No, no, I just keep it away. <laughs> just keep it high away from the kids. Keep it high? Keep it high, keep uh, it Double entendre? Keep it... <laughs> 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 keeping it high at the Woo House. <laughs> well, apparently not if you're not smoking it. I know I'm not, but last week my brother got me a CBD pen. Yep. And it's really nice. Like, I think it actually helps calm me down a little bit. When I argued with that customer, yeah. when I was done work, I went in my car Took a few hits of that CBD pen, yep. just calmed me right down, and just drove home and was able to forget about it, kind of. Well, I I had done CBD oil, um, and it was done with a tincture, is that what you called it? Yeah. So, like, drops under your tongue, and I really liked the results, but I hated the application. The application. Yeah, vape is super easy. I'm I'm going home tonight, like, it, in an hour, I'll it. have it purchased. That's so odd. I actually did purchase something a few days ago as well. On top of? On top of the CBD. What did you buy? Well, I told you, but, like, I bought that. uh, This one is a higher concentration of THC. Yeah, yeah, So it's a one-to-one. So what I've learned about THC over the years. (laughs) Over the last (laughs) few weeks. Over the year. It's 2019. Over first experiences, 2018. Pretty bad experiences. But CBD counteracts that some of the negative effects of THC, right? It helps mellow it out. It helps yep. you bring you down. So if you're too high, even people recommend take some CBD drops. Yep. So it'll help mellow you out. So I was actually reading a lot about this because if I'm ever in that situation again where I'm too high, I want to know what I can do. Yeah. So How do you... Some of them were like take a bath or take a walk like you told me, like in nature. Yeah, just big not, fan of that. Just not too far from where, you're, where you live. Be around people that you trust. Um, but CBD really interested me. So this is one-to-one ratio. Um, I guess that's half CBD, half THC. And I think that'll be a good mix for me to use at night when I just want to relax, not yep. get too high, of course. And, you know, I got to be responsible, Cody. I got kids, you know. I gotta can't be too high at night. And Papa Chol. Yeah, so what I've been doing Sorry, usually up is... Sorry, Papa Chol. So I u- generally I just use it at night before I go to bed. Yeah. And it works. Best sleep of my life. Oh. Best sleep of my life. I don't know what it is about THC, but it just makes me <laughs> sleepy. Like, I don't... Like, I was too into the strain. You know I was too into the strain. Oh, yeah. That was a... What's a sativa? A little bit of an, a, an a indica. So now I've been feeling it's... I get the same effect for pretty much everything, so... Yeah, it's I, called getting high. Yeah, it gets high. So I just use it for what I think is best for me. Good. That's, that's exactly how you should do it. And that's rest. Yeah. And when I want a good day of rest or a night of rest, yep. I'm reaching for that CBD THC pen. Yep. And I'm at a point where I'm I'm not paranoid anymore. Good. I kind of feel I know what to expect. And like you said, just have to be calm, breathe, and just enjoy what's happening. Enjoy life. So I will send it to you. If anyone's interested... Please let me know. I'll, I'll send you the link of where I got this stuff. So, the you have a vape pen that is a hundred percent CBD. Hundred percent CBD. So when you drag on this vape pen, yep. 
Do you have any hint of being high? No. None at all? None at all. That sounds like the dream. It's like you inhale, and then when you exhale, like, you know when those instances where you kind of feel your heart racing and stuff, and you're anxious? Yep. The exhale, that's going out with the exhale. It's literally a poison leaving your body. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel when I take it. So I I would highly recommend it for anyone who just wants to de-stress. Yep. Wants to relax. Really, you don't get high at all. It's just a nice feeling. And it's satisfying just seeing some vapor exit your mouth. (laughs) Were you going to start vaping and doing... uh... I've started a little bit. Can you blow rings? No, I can't do any of that stuff. Well, I'll teach you how to blow rings. I actually have another vape pen. Just, just, just it's addicting sometimes. Just, just. <laughs> how many vapes do you own? <laughs> right now, I have like three. I know I was hating on it before, but hey, man, I'm an OG vapor. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wasn't the quote you see a kid vaping and you want to yeah, run up and punch yeah, them? Yeah, but these are young kids. Young kids that <laughs> shouldn't be touching it. I'm so the responsible adult thing is to punch yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, re- I should retract that statement. It's, oh, it's out there it's now. On the it's, internet now. It's it's forever <laughs> gonna be out there. But yeah, I, I just made another purchase, and I'm not too sure if if Esther's likes it because I never did it before, right? She's like, if you didn't do it before, you don't need it. So I'm like, you don't understand. Well, you didn't you didn't live with your wife before. That's true. <laughs> People grow and change. Yeah, so I've enjoyed it. I mean, I think I'm good with still the one hit on the vape, though. Yeah. I don't go past one one hit on even the one-to-one THC, CBD. One hit, and I'm good. Two, I'm getting For, better. like, going to bed and... Going to bed and just relaxing. Have you tried exercising yet? No. Mm. I did, actually, the VersaClimber when I was high one time. It felt like time was going so slow. It has to be something... Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't know if I've done anything like the Versa Climber while high. I know I can go for runs outside and, like, really I think that's why. It. I th- the Versa Climber is, like, you're, you're stationary. Yeah. And you're not going anywhere. So yeah. Maybe a run outside would have been... Better. And, like, you're... What are you staring at? Like... Just the digital screen with the Yeah, time. I know. It, that, like, takes you into your head Which when you're exactly out... exactly what it was, yeah. In, in, in space, you're, like... Your mind goes outwards rather than inwards. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it. I'm pretty sure I didn't know. I just, I didn't feel the pain of exercising. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's one thing I didn't think about at all, like how tired I was or how my legs felt. I feel that. But I was bored. I, uh, I can run like a 5K, no problem, while high. Like right now, having not run for months. Plus, it's, it's, healthier kind of than burning actual flour right exactly i was just in toronto earlier this week and uh i went to a head shop the friendly stranger which is like a a pretty substantial one on uh, queen street queen and uh university essentially queen and saint patrick to be specific and uh i was asking them all about because they had like this wall of vapes then i was Uh, like so tell me more about your your vapes if i wanted to burn specifically flour rather than a concentrate or a shatter or stuff. So I um, I still really like getting high, and I'd like to eliminate the combustion, the carcinogens yeah. from that. So I'm looking at getting a vape there, but I'm like literally within an hour going to be buying a vape pen for myself. Okay. 
So I will send you the link then right after we finish oh, this. Oh, so you already sent me the link. It's so in my email. For, look for the Sovereign. You can look for different strands that you like there. I got one called Tangy. Tangy? Tangy? T-A-N-G-I. I'm just going to get that lime one. Love lime. Lime, yeah. And then ACDC. Yeah. It's one-to-one. But they also have one just called Clear Mint. Yeah. It's all CBD as well. Um, so. Not a big fan of mint. Okay. No? I like... I'm going to... Yeah, I don't like mint. No. Like mint gum? Mint gum, mint dessert, mint ice cream, oh. mint tea. Oh, I ordered tea from McDonald's once. What it, about candy canes? McDonald's? I hate candy canes. Oh. But anyway, sorry, you ordered from McDonald's once? Yeah, and I ordered like a large coffee yeah. with one milk, one sugar. And I was like all excited. I'd been thinking about tea for a little while and like drive through, drive away, 10 minutes goes by. And I'm like, all right, it's probably cool now if I could like take a swig. So I take a swig, and it was like spearmint tea. Oh, almost really? vomited all over my car. <laughs> <laughs> what about, like, mint chocolate chip ice cream or something like that? No. I would rather just not have ice cream. I see. You're exactly like Esther. Yeah? She hates anything where mint is not necessary. What a smart girl. <laughs> yeah, I'm not down with mint. Uh, that's weird. I thought you were. The only time I'd be really down with mint is if it was like a mojito or a mint julep. I'm down with mint and alcohol, but not fake mint. It's got to be like a mint julep. Like legit. Oh, I see. Mix it in there, some sugar, and a whole bunch of bourbon. Have you ever had a good mint julep? I have not. Woo. When we have our drink special, okay. I'm making you a mint julep. Well, I got the drinks ready over here. It's like... In the office <laughs> with the glasses. It's going to happen. It's going to happen when we have guests as well. Actually, no, we should do one first. I'm, I'm excited to do one because you can get a, your brother to drive you here or take yeah, a Yeah, take an oob. I can just oob get is an Uber. Off. Take an oob. Or I think that's the only other service we have here, right? Taxis, Uber, and I don't Lyft? know. I don't know if Lyft is in Burlington. My sister asked me that the other day, actually, and I don't know the answer. So anyways, then don't get the mint. <laughs> I will not. Get the other stuff. Going with the lime, woo. And I don't know. Maybe, like, you're just looking for the CBD, then no THC. Correct. I have the government supplies me with more than enough THC. <laughs> um, I what actually just doing? bought an ounce because the, uh, the strain that I like, when I went to go buy it, they only had the one gram or one ounce version. And it was like, well, I'm not buying a gram. Well, so. you might like it, though, because it's, it's still easier. THC to get the THC but there's something about like the tradition I know actually Joe Rogan was talking I listened to a podcast with Joe Rogan talking about concentrates and distillates of THC and he's thinking he does them he does them all yep and he's a big fan of weed oh yeah it's great he was saying there's something alien to him when he's doing a THC distillate or concentrate. Yeah, it seems super fake it to me. It seems like he likes the feeling, but he said the feeling is not natural as it is smoking the actual flower. Yeah. Which I still don't understand. I still feel the same. But I guess more experienced users will be able to tell what it yeah. does in their body. Well, and like you look at someone like Joe Rogan, imagine having smoked pot for 20 years. Yeah. Rolling joints. And then all of a sudden... There's something, yeah, because he said when he's actually rolling a joint and smoking the flower, there's a connection between him and the universe and, like, the war, like yeah. the plant. And what he's more connected. Yeah. yeah. Whereas when he's smoking, a, like, a spray or something that's been created in a lab. Yep. It's almost, like, it's 
he's not it's just the effect you're it's, skipping it yeah yeah it's like ordering a fast food mcdonald's or making a burger i guess yeah that makes sense and as you know i like to cook so <laughs> okay well then no thc either no i'm just gonna i'm gonna try that cbd pen just a cbd just to see how it does okay I recommend then that Sovereign, other than the, there's the other ones called Flight yep. Pen, but the Sovereign, I, I like the build of it better. No, nope, I'm and Sovereign. You don't have to sell me on it anymore, Woo. It's okay. already sold. All right. But um, these people should pay me. I'm well, Sovereign, when you inevitably stumble upon our podcast, you should reach out. Give us a shout out. Next week, I'll be talking about how amazing, presumably, hopefully, your product is. We'll talk about that, actually, next yeah. episode, because I'll... I haven't actually used the, <laughs> I've used the other CBD one. Yeah. But, um, yeah. We'll do it up. So I said earlier I was in Toronto and I visited the uh, Friendly Stranger, but the reason why I was in Toronto was I purchased an experience. Uh, my sister and I attended a workshop in Toronto at a, a restaurant called Skippa, S-K-I-P-P-A. Skippa. Skippa. Uh, probably the best Japanese food you can get in Toronto. Um, yeah, I think our podcast targets, you know, stoners. Weed and food. food. Yeah, <laughs> weed and food. <laughs> Once we start adding the video aspect to this, yeah. it's going to be crazy. <laughs> you go through the roof. But anyways, keep going, Cody. The, uh, no, I just, so, sorry. The reason why I went to Toronto was to do um, a miso-making course to learn how to make Japanese miso. Uh, but right now, literally, I was just like, can I make weed miso? Is that possible? <laughs> it probably is. Well, there's not that much fat in, in miso. So I'd have to, you would have to like maybe mix it in, like you'd have to add the oil to it. In which case, you would just be adding the oil to whatever you're cooking. Mm -hmm. But anyways, I'm half Japanese. That's the, the 0.5 in the one and a half Asians. Um, right. So for me, it was... Uh, half breed. Yeah, I'm a muggle. <laughs> I'm a mudblood. He's a lichen. A lichen? What's that from? He's under, you know those underworld movies. Underworld, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I learned to make miso, which is, like, shockingly easy. Um, yeah, like the traditional way? Like the traditional way. Like I don't even know what the traditional way I was way looking is. online at buying, like, a um, like a clay pot to store it in to be, like, super authentic. So our fans who don't know what miso is, Cody, give us a little... Uh, Breakdown. So the simplest term is it's a fermented soybean paste. Mm. Um, miso soup is what most people who are not familiar with Japanese cooking, that's like their first kind of interaction, a miso soup. So miso is a paste. It's made from salt, excuse me, uh, ground up cooked soybeans and koji. So koji, as I learned, is rice that has been steamed and then inoculated with a very specific type of mold. But as the world of fermented food is, it's a good mold, it's positive for you. So you take your soybeans, you cook them, you grind them up into a paste, you add your salt and your koji, and you mix it together until it gets to the right consistency. If it's too, if it's not wet enough, you add a little bit of the, the water from cooking out your soybeans. Yeah. When it reaches the right consistency, which the miso master said should feel like squeezing your earlobe. That's what it should feel like. It's weird. 
and then you uh, you pack it away, and then you wait. So, depending on the ratio of salt to koji, <laughs> woo, you're having too much fun <laughs> playing with your earlobe right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure our listeners do. It's just um, so it depends on the ratio of how much salt you put in, because salt is a natural inhibitor to fermentation. So if you add yeah. more salt, then it'll be a longer fermentation. And if you add less salt, it'll be a quick fermentation. But the longer a ferment goes, the deeper and more intricate the flavors become. So if you've ever had a white miso, a, a, sh- a shisho miso, that is a very short fermentation. So that is really kind of like it's more salty than it is umami. Yeah. And then when you get into a red miso, then that's more of a longer, probably a two-year ferment rather than a six-month. And then when you get to a dark black, that's like three years and above. Jeez, dark black. Yeah. Never had a miso that's dark black. So the reason you haven't had that miso is that uh, there's, like, outside of Japan, there's not a lot of miso production. So the miso you're getting from supermarkets is like the McDonald's version of miso that is just pumped out in Japan and sold across the world. But if you want true artisanal miso, then you have to wait for the good stuff. So the stuff I'm getting from my sushi restaurant is the cheap stuff. Is like, yeah. I mean, it, I don't know where you're going for sushi, but probably it's the same stuff. It's, it's, yeah. it's not the greatest. So anyways, we made like a little jar, 200 mils, and it's a quick ferment. So in two months from now, I'll be able to share my miso with you um but i bought all the ingredients other than the koji because that had to be purchased somewhere else but i found out where so next week i'll be making a large batch of uh of some misos and i'll probably do three versions so like one will be a three year one will be a uh, one year and one will be a six month this is going to be interesting so three years yeah i'm looking forward to that one when we're on season Season five. Season five. Season five, episode five. Who knows? All right. We'll be dipping into some miso. We'll have a... What's the best thing to eat with miso, do you think? So the best dish that I'm currently... That I, like, crave, and I know my mom and brother are also big fans. So the miso that you get here in North America isn't that great. And in order for it to be really tasty, it has to be mixed with a fat. So I like to mix 50% miso with 50% butter, equal parts. And I mix that together and make a paste. And then I'll cook off some bacon, nice little piece, bacon bits, till it's crispy. Take that out. Caramelize some onions in that bacon fat, low and slow. Got to be patient, Wu. Four hours. Four hours (laughs) you're cooking these onions. On the lowest setting that your stove will go. Wait, wait, wait. What? Four hours. That's how you caramelize an onion, Moo. Don't fucking... <laughs> four hours. On the lowest setting on your stove, four hours. Don't fuck with me. Okay? Who the four hell? hours. Who the hell I do. Fu- <laughs> I'll show you one day, Woo. Okay. I'll make this dish for you. Okay. We'll make that our first uh, mukbang. Okay. So four hours. Once the onion's caramelized, you take that out of the pan. You add in corn. You have to do this in, like, the peak of corn season in Canada, so, like, August. Fresh corn off the cob... In, scorching hot, so you get like a little bit of char. Throw the onions and bake it back in. Bam, miso butter, and then a little bit of cornstalk. Oh, <laughs> woo. I, when I make that, I make probably like 10 pounds of it, and we'll share it between three people. 
I'm still shocked about this four-hour onion caramelization business. At minimum. At minimum. Yeah. These must... I would charge so much if I was cooking onions for four hours. <laughs> but, you know, like when you go to a burger shop and you're like, would you like caramelized onions? I'll be like, how much? <laughs> Seems like that would be a... Well, onions are still super cheap. The issue is that the onions that you're thinking of, what you think are caramelized onions, are not. But you just haven't seen the realm of possibility. A caramelized onion that you're getting is somebody who cooks it on high heat and then adds a little water to get that fond off the pot to give it the caramelized color. What that does is it's going to be more bitter and uh, less sweet, and it's not going to have a deep depth of flavor. The caramelized onions I'm going to give you are sweet and sweet only, with like all these unctuous notes. I challenge everyone who's listening, when they're asked if they would like caramelized onions, I want them to ask. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. These real caramelized onions? How long did you cook How these onions How long did you cook for? these onions for? Onions, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Chuck Swirsky, hook us up. Onions, baby that's, that's onions. What, that's what I'm going to do. When, when someone asks me that on a burger, I'll be like, unless it's been cooked for four hours. I don't want it. You're not telling me I don't me want that. that bitter bitch. No. <laughs> <laughs> Get these onions out of here. So, yeah, that's what I was doing miso. So I want to make a bunch of different miso. And then we were talking, uh, there's a restaurant in Toronto called Actinale. Uh, and they are doing, I mean, they're not the only people, but the local restaurant, they're doing miso, but they're using all local ingredients in the sense that they're not using soybeans because that doesn't come from here. They're trying to find local beans, wild rice, that they can then apply the miso technique to. Because you can have brown rice miso. Uh, We got to try chickpea miso. We got to try red kidney bean miso. Um, That'd be really interesting. Yeah, there's you can miso, misoify, if you're using it as a verb. Um, Anything that's a bean... Anything that's a legume. So it doesn't have to be soybean, then. doesn't have oh. to be soybean. is because that's what Japan has, right? I just learned something new today. Um, so, yeah, I want to... And then I was, like, starting to get, like, could you add spices into your miso? Like, could I grate some cardamom in there when I was making a miso? And I want to see how that, A, affects the ferment, and, B, affects the flavor. I have no idea how it's going to work. Maybe I'll have to do, like, you know those, like, little tiny mason jars that are, like, yeah. two tablespoons? Maybe I'll have to do, like, 50 of those. <laughs> I need a ferment room. So where are you going to ferment this stuff? In my bedroom. Just in the dark? It doesn't smell. I know. It's going to be sealed, but, like, in, does yeah. it have to be in the dark, certain temperature? Uh, it can't dip below 60-something degrees Fahrenheit because uh, that will kill the, the bacteria. And light is, uh, doesn't really matter. Fahrenheit. That's like, what is it, 60 Fahrenheit? No idea. Why are you going to ferment this, Cody? <laughs> because I know I live somewhere where it doesn't get under yeah. 60 degrees Fahrenheit. Or else that'd be ridiculous. I hate Fahrenheit. What can I say? Until the United States and the three other countries in the world switch away from it? staying with it then yeah i mean for me like because i work with lots of cooks international cooks um and they come here and they start spewing things out in celsius and then i have to think oh yeah i'm the weird one because i only know things in fahrenheit that's weird why do we 
Yeah, because all our stoves are... That's true. I do use Fahrenheit on my stove. Yeah. I never realized that. All my cooking knowledge is done... I shouldn't say all of it. 90% of it is in Fahrenheit. I know some things in Celsius. But yeah, there you go. Miso making. I'm, I'm pumped. I am also waiting. Gonna wait three years for this. It better be well, good. The first three miso years. that you get to try is gonna be two months from now. Okay. That was the one that I made at the at the shop. Uh, but after that, yeah. And then we got to do some cool ferments. So like we just took turnips and we sliced them up, and then you just added some miso in a plastic bag and like smushed it up, and then you let that sit, and it bam, that will ferment because it's an active ferment. It'll ferment yeah. the turnips. I also want to f- uh, ferment garlic in um, in oh, some miso. Probably a dark miso. And then do like a honey garlic miso dressing mm. or chicken wing sauce. I'll figure something out. Well, you heard it here. You're going to want to be a guest on our show. <laughs> You're going to want to be with all the stuff we'll be cooking up. Well, so recently I've been kind of dipping into, uh, dipping my toes because it's an enormous pool of knowledge uh, in uh, Indian cooking. And I have no idea if there's any kind of ferments in Indian uh, cooking. So if any of the listeners out there have some uh, information, pass yeah. it along. Let us know. Come join us. Well, we're, we're still, we're looking for our first guest. You're out so, there. So I have a feeling. Let us know. So with that, do, 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 <laughs> you're listening to... One and a half Asians. Signing out. Bye, everyone. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Right on time.